message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Are we ready for the world this morning? It's going to be good. I can guarantee you that. It's going to be good. As I was preparing, I remember that last year, while I was preaching on Father's Day, my dad was in the mortuary. And so I was preaching on Father's Day, and the devil was reminding me, but your dad is in the mortuary. I said, yes, he was a good dad. He did all he could do, and he made me who I am. And this year, as I remember that, I just clapped for joy. My dad was a good man, a good man, a good man. Glory to God. If you have your Bibles with me, Matthew 5, 48, Ephesians 5, 1. May I kindly ask that all the fathers stand for the reading of the word. Everybody can sit down, but all the fathers, could you please stand for the reading of God's word this morning? Matthew 5, 48, Ephesians 5, 1. Uh, so we can read it together. You can put it, the New King James for us. So we read it together as fathers. The rest of you can listen in while we, the fathers, read this morning. Because it's a confession as we read the word. Matthew 5, 48. Fathers, let's read. One, two, go. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. Let's say it again. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. Say this after me. Say, I will strive as a father to be perfect just as my father in heaven is perfect. Ephesians 5.1. Ephesians 5.1. Fathers, let's read it together. One, two, go. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Say this after me. I, I as a father, this day, as an act of my will, decide to imitate God. As his child, so help me God. Every father be seated. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask, oh Lord, that in the brevity of time that we have, that you speak to us. We come to you today as fathers needing help. We come to you today as fathers needing correction, needing rebuke, needing encouragement, needing empowerment. Father, do all of this for us. Empower us. Correct us. Help us, lead us, guide us, encourage us. Thank you, Lord. You're our Father. We trust you with our fatherhood. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. If you look at our world today, we see a breakdown of law and order. The absence of moral values, greed, avarice, right becoming wrong and wrong becoming right. The rejection of traditional gender roles, acceptance of transgender viewpoints, as well as relegation of God to the background. Our society has become very wicked, very greedy, very disrespectful, ungodly, self-centered, insensitive. It is apparent that satanic values have been enthroned. The failure of the society 
in a major part, can be traced to the failure of families and traced to the failure of fathers. A popular American president once said that the buck stops on his table as the head. It's the same with God. In every family, the buck stops on the father's table. And so this morning, my objective is to paint the picture, the portrait of our heavenly father who is the perfect father so that we can see him and imitate him and become good fathers, perfect fathers, fathers that he will be proud of. Let the father say amen. amen. And so that song Elijah wrote, beautiful song, says, I like the way he fathers me. This is the way he fathers me. So the question this morning is, how does God father us? That's the question I'm going to be asking. And by the way, the title of my message is The Portrait of a Father. The Portrait of a Father. Portrait is image, a representation, a description. The Portrait of a Father. But we are looking at the perfect father. And I'm hoping that by the Spirit of God, I'll be able to paint a picture of him for all of us to see. Because seated here are different categories of father. Fathers are different. Absentee fathers. Indulgent fathers. Passive fathers. Performance-oriented fathers. All kinds of fathers. But God, our Heavenly Father, is the perfect father. And I'm trusting that by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'll be able to paint that picture so that we can live here and be like our heavenly father. Let every father say amen. So how does God the father fathers us? Number one, God the father fathers us through his unconditional and eternal love. Unconditional and eternal love. That is how he fathers us. And so every father here is supposed to take that aspect of God and give it to your children, give it to your family and all those under you. Love them unconditionally and love them eternally. What do I mean? Unconditionally means without conditions. You love them because they are your children. That's all. Not because they took first in the class. Not because they are quick to obey. Not because they did pharmacy, because you told them to do pharmacy. Not because they're off the TV after one hour, because you told them to off the TV after one hour. No conditions. You love them because they are your children, period. No conditions. Our Heavenly Father loves us like that. In fact, the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, he loved us. He didn't say, when you become right... When you become righteous, I will love you. No, while we were yet sinners, with all kinds of baggages, he didn't give a condition. He loved us. What do I mean by eternally? I mean to love forever. A day should never come that you will stop loving your children, no matter what they do. No matter what they do. Did you hear that, daddies? No matter what they do. A day should never come that we should stop loving our children. We love them unconditionally. We love them eternally. Isaiah 54 verse 10 says, For the mountains may move and the hills disappear, but even then 
My faithful love for you will remain. That's the New Living Translation. My even then, my faithful love for you will remain. Romans 3, 38, 38 says, I am convinced. Some translation said, I am fully persuaded that nothing can separate me from the love of my Father God. Not death, not life, not angels, not demons. Nothing in this world, in the world to come, can separate me from the love of my Father. If God loves us like that, he wants us to love our children like that. Love them unconditionally when they take first and even if they take last. You love them. Why? The only qualification is that they are your children. When they are quick to obey and when they are not quick to obey, you love them. Your love should not waver. Your love should not waver. And your love should be everlasting. We see the everlasting love in the heart of the father. In Luke 15, talking about the prodigal son. This was a boy who came to his father and said, give me all that is mine. And the Bible says immediately he got it. That is like you are alive and you want your father to die. That's what the boy actually told the father. I need you to die. Give me everything now. And let me. And the moment the father gave him, he went off. The Bible says, after riotous living, he came to want. And then he says, hmm, even servants in my father's house are better than this. I will go back. Why? He knew the kind of father he had. No matter what I do, if I go back, he will forgive me and take me in. Do not withhold love from your children no matter what they do. Hate their behaviors. Never ever hate your children. Somebody give God praise. Give God praise. We must be imitators of God as their children. So we love our children unconditionally and we love them eternally. Somebody say amen. amen. Psalm 103 says, Our Father forgives all our iniquities. And then in verse 10, he says, he has not dealt with us according to our sins. Don't deal with your children according to their behaviors. In that place, the Bible says, for he knows our frame. Just see them as children. Foolishness is bound in their hearts. Forgive. Because you love them, forgive them. Did we understand? Somebody say amen. amen. There is grace coming upon us as fathers this morning. In the name of Jesus. And when I say love them, unconditionally and eternally, I say be patient with them. Be kind to them. Forgive them always, all the time. Encourage them. Believe in them. Do not be irritable with them. And by all means, verbally tell them that you love them. Verbally tell them that you love them. It looks like it is a taboo for an African man to tell his children, I love you. We are breaking that taboo now. If God the Father tells us verbally that he loves us, we should tell our children, I love you. And for a father here, let today be the first day you do. You won't die. You won't die. You won't die. I can guarantee you that. When you get home or when you pick them from church, just say, I love you. And some of them will say, ah, ah, ah. Which has something come upon daddy. But try it. Start today. Somebody clap unto the Lord. Start today. By all means, tell them. There's a story I used to tell at weddings, but it applies here. Somebody lost her husband. No, so a man lost the wife. And at the funeral, this man couldn't be comforted. I mean, he was just crying. I love my wife. I love my wife. I love my wife. And then they called him to the corner. We know you are grieving. 
But believe you, we know that you love your wife. So they thought he had been comforted. But he continued, I love my wife. I love my wife. I love my wife. And finally they got him to one corner and said, I love my wife. I almost told her. But now she's in the casket. So by all means, verbally, verbally, tell your children as often as possible, I love you. You are my child. I love you. Let's give God praise. Number two, the way God fathers us is that he is available and he's approachable. Our God is available and he's also approach, approachable. Joshua 1.9, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you. Deuteronomy 31 says, be strong and courageous. Do not, do not fear or be in dread of them for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Matthew 28, 20. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. John 14, 6. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Forever. Our God is always available. Always available with us and he's also approachable approachable our God is approachable Ephesians 2 18 for through him we both have access by the spirit John 14 6 Jesus said to them I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me the day you came to Jesus you came to the father and you are with him eternally he is available and he is approachable. He said, call upon me. He said, come. Come, let us reason together. He is approachable. Some fathers are available, but they are not approachable. You can't come near them. No. Our heavenly father is approachable. As earthly fathers, like him, we must be approachable. Let us become safe zones for our children. A safe zone is where a child can run to without fear of being condemned, whatever. A safe zone is where a child can run to and freely say whatever they are going through, whether it is foolish or it is sensible. Let fathers become a safe zone for our children. Let us be approachable. Smile some more. Make them welcome. Stop being too busy. Be available. Be available. Be physically available. Be spiritually available. Let them see you. When you are home, be home. Don't be home and be on the phone. When you are home, be home. You are their father. There's no greater higher call than the call of being a father. It's the highest call that anyone can receive. Let the father give God praise. Our heavenly father is approachable and he is available. Psalm 145, 18. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. Near to all who call upon him. I love that. I love that. Look at Deuteronomy 4.7. For what great nation is there that has God so near to it? For what great nation is there that has God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us? For whatever reason we may call upon him. He is approachable and he is available. Be home. You are not a good father being out by 11, by 12, 
by one. If it is once in a while, office. At least your wife knows that it is office and she can swear that it is office. <laughs> a good father should be home. As it's getting dark, you should be home. Be home. Be home. Be available. Be available in spirit. Be available practically. Let them see you. Let them know that daddy is home. He gives them an assurance. He gives them security. And he gives your wife peace. Our heavenly father is available to us and he is approachable. If your, if your son or your daughter ever calls you, sent you a text or sent you a chat and said, daddy, are you busy? They are just being decent. They need your urgent attention. Don't say I'm busy. Whatever it is, tell them I can never be busy for you. If my daughter, any of my daughters walking here right now, I'm dropping this microphone. Thank God Pastor Kide is here. He will trust the Lord to help him. That is my first calling. It's my first calling. It's my first calling. Our Heavenly Father is available. He is approachable. As earthly fathers, let's be like him. Let us be available and approachable. Number three, our Heavenly Father provides for us. He provides for us. He provides for us his children. Romans 8.32 says, if he gave us Jesus, he will provide every other thing that we need. 1 Timothy 6.17 says, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches. Listen to this part. But in the living God who gives us richly all things, all things to enjoy. Our Heavenly Father gives us all things richly all things richly to enjoy. He wants us to do the same thing. Every father must provide for their children. Every father must provide for their children. We are not comparing the provision. We are saying provide according to how God has empowered you. It is irresponsible not to provide. Actually, in Timothy, God says if you cannot provide, you are not a believer. You are not a believer. If you are not providing, you are not a believer. So let every man trust God. Trust God to provide. Don't despise anything. Whatever you can do legitimately to put food on the table. To give your wife security. To give your children comfort. Whatever it is, do it if it is legitimate. Do it. Do it. I was with a dear brother this weekend and he was telling me that he carried concrete in this town. He actually still remembers the buildings where he carried concrete. He was doing it to feed his family. But the story is not the same today. The story is not the same today. Whatever is legitimate, as a father, do it. No pride as long as you are feeding your children. If it gets to it, wear one shoe. Wear one shirt, but make sure you provide for your family. There was a time I noticed that my dad's trousers were remaining only two. And somewhere around here, we had to keep patching. Because at that time, we were more than eight spread all over the universities, all over the country. But he made sure he provided. Clockwork, by the last week of the month, wherever university you are, the money must drop. Clockwork. Somebody in the village in Ayangba. We have people in the University of Port Harcourt. 
people in Bauchi, all over the place, had one sandal. God provides for us. As fathers, let's trust him. When you make the move and he sees your motive, he will kick in and help. Let all the daddies say amen. Let all the daddies say amen. When we say provide, it's not about comparing to what other families are providing. No, if you do that, you will kill yourself. You see, I have noticed in this church that there are some families. Me as a man, what the wife earns in a month can pay my salary for the whole year. Not the husband yet. So you are looking at those kinds of families. You want to provide like them. You will die. I ran into a young man at the cinema. I didn't know he was a family worship center person. Ah, pastor, so nice to see you. Oh, you watch movies too? I said, eh, I watch movies too. From nowhere, the story went like this and went like this. We started talking about dollars. I said, ah, pastor, anytime I collect my salary, I just go to Zone 4. I leave Zone 4 with 10 million naira. In this town, all of us are going to Wuse Market. <laughs> so legitimately, he earns 10 million naira every month. Now that the thing has hit 500 now, I don't know how much is earning. So don't compare. You just, to the best of your ability, provide for your family. And God sees. And God sees. And God will appreciate you. If there is any father who agrees with me, say amen. We must provide. There is no other place God says that if you don't do this, you are worse than an unbeliever than in the place of provision. He says, if you don't provide for your family, you are worse than an unbeliever. That is not good. I cannot have accepted Jesus Christ and then he looks at me and says, an unbeliever is better than you. Somebody said, that is not my portion. Number four, God, our God, teaches us and trains us his children. And so every father must teach and train his children. It is a responsibility that we must take seriously. We must teach and train our children. Isaiah 48, 17, God says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord God who teaches you. Leave the prophet first. I am the Lord your God who teaches you. Then he says to profit and to lead you in the way you should go. God our Father, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. You know, the word translated profit there is from the word yaol. It means who makes you proper. Who causes you to ascend. Who brings value upon you. Who makes you useful. And who sets you forward so that you can make profit. A father teaches his children. A father must teach his children. I love the first testimony of that lady. He said, every Saturday we gather in my father's room and he teaches us leadership. We have a secretary. Oh, let's clap for that family. Let's clap for that family. Let's clap for that family. Some of you are doing it not formal. Improve it. Improve it. It is our responsibility to teach our children and to train them. So teaching means as you give them instruction, provide the opportunity for the practicals and guide them. Do we understand? We teach them and we train them. The Lord God, our God, teaches us to profit. Psalm 18.34, he teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. 
Genesis 18, 19, that great commendation of Abraham, for I have known, chosen, acknowledge him as my own, so that he may teach and command his children and the sons of his house after him to keep the way of the Lord and to do what is just and righteous, so that the Lord may bring Abraham what he has promised him. He said, I chose Abraham because I know he will teach his children. He will command him. May the Lord choose you today in the name of Jesus. Receive grace to teach and train your children. In the name of Jesus. It's Proverbs 22 verse 6. The popular scripture we use. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. If we train them now, they will give us peace in our own old age. Somebody say amen. amen. Our God teaches and trains us. As his children, imitating him, we also should teach and train our children. Teach them to know God. Teach them faith. Teach them salvation through Christ alone. Teach them to know their identity in Christ. There's identity crisis in our world. Teach them to know their identity in Christ. Teach them right from wrong. Teach them moral values. And of course, teach them academic materials in line with their calling. Somebody say amen. amen. As the Lord our God teach us, we have to teach our children. Is anybody blessed this morning? Number what? Number five. God, our God, the perfect one we are to imitate, disciplines us. So we also are to discipline our children. Lately, because we said our parents were over, over, over mean, the young generation has taken it overboard and we have become indulgent. No, there has to be a balance. God disciplines us. Therefore, we must also discipline our children. Every loving father disciplines his children. Why? Because he loves them. Revelation 3.19 says, I correct and discipline everyone I love. I correct and discipline everyone I love. Revelation 3.19, the New Living Translation. In Proverbs 3.11 to 12, it says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline. So the Lord disciplines us. And he says, Or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves, correct, him whom he loves. As a father, the son in whom he delights. So discipline is love. Write it in your notes. Say, discipline is love. Discipline is love. And let's discipline like God the Father. A child does something wrong and you are disciplining them. Tell them exactly what they did. How it is wrong and why you need to discipline them. Did you understand that? You need to tell them, this that you have done is wrong and I need to discipline you. In my house, we had a strange, very interesting meeting last night. I came back home and I saw my wife washing plates. I said, why are you washing plates in this house again? He said, I feel like washing plates. So I said, dogs, call your sisters and be here in one minute. So they came, and they came, ah, daddy, because I just came back from the office. Ah, daddy, so we hugged. That was correct. After hugging, I saw, yeah, they stood. I said, what did I say 
the last time we spoke about my wife washing plates in this house. And you said she should not wash plate. I said, okay. So this is what we are going to do. Let's agree. The next time I see her washing plate, how many strokes of the cane? Let us agree. You tell me. Then we agree. So that when it happens and I do it, you cannot accuse me of being an unjust father. So they said four. I said, okay, koboko or belt? I have both. I have both. So they say, okay, uh, if it's the other side, belt. I say four. I say good. So you guys do a timetable. If you want to wash together every day, fine. If one person must wash wash the plate different days, do it. Do a timetable. This is the last day I will see my wife wash plate in this house after having the three of you. (laughs) Glory to God. Discipline. Sometimes discipline is just a word of correction. Just a word of correction. Because what happens with children is that foolishness is bound in their hearts. So what they, when they do something and you don't say anything, they think they've done right. And so they are reinforced to do it again and do it again. You are there to correct them. Somebody say amen. amen. God, our Father, the perfect Father, disciplines us. We also must discipline our children. In Proverbs 19, it says, discipline your children while they are young enough to learn. If you don't, you are helping them destroy themselves. Good news translation. Proverbs 19, 18. If you don't, you are helping them destroy themselves. Discipline is from God. Our Heavenly Father, the one we are to imitate as dear children, disciplines us because he loves us. We also must discipline our children. In some homes, somebody doesn't want to discipline so that the children don't see them as the bad one. No, 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 no. Both of you must discipline the children. Glory to God. I'm so thankful to God that my mother disciplined me. There is no child in the world that has received the beatings that I have received. I told them the other day how I was foolish at first and how I got wise. You know, at first, I would throw away the koboko and then she would buy a new one. Until I discovered that new kobokos are more painful than old one. <laughs> when I quickly discovered, I stopped taking away the koboko so that I can go old. But on, when we were preparing the sermon, one of the pastors said what they were doing in their house is that they would take the koboko and go and beat a stick until the koboko is worn out. I said, Kai, God, why did you teach me? <laughs> Somebody give God praise. <laughs> Why did you teach me this time, that time? Ah! And when the koboko is not at home, if my mother picks the broom, it will break into your skin. But with all that beating, if there is anybody I know that loves me, it's my mother. Discipline is law. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Number six, God, our God, that we are to imitate to become perfect father, models for us. He's a model. He makes himself the example for us to see. So as biological earthly fathers, we must become models for our children to behold. For what they behold, there will be. Fathers are supposed to provide the imitation model. For their children 
to copy. God the Father gave us Jesus as a model. He made himself a model. In John 14, 8, it says, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? What is he saying? I am a replica of my Father. Because what I see him do, that is what I do. Whatever my father doesn't do, I will not do. Can I tell you the truth? Children will not do what you say. They do what you do. And they can see. They are smarter than you think. They are smarter than you think. You think you have password on your phone. You are joking. You are joking. You are joking. These children can look at the screen and know the last password that you punch. And they'll do it and it will enter. And some of them can actually bypass. They are so intelligent, it's unbelievable. Let me ask us a question, that is this morning. If your children do in public what you do in secret, will you be proud? Write it down. If my children do in public what I do in secret, will I be proud? Will I be proud? Jesus was a model. In Acts 1.1, scripture records, the former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. So if we say fathers are to teach, first of all, start doing. This is an account of Jesus. What he began to do, then he taught it. We teach what we do. If we are not doing that, then we are hypocrites. And our children will know. They know. They are very smart. They are very smart. Fathers, listen to me. Don't be worried your children are not hearing what you are saying. Be worried that they are seeing what you are doing. Don't be worried that they are not hearing what you are saying. Be very worried that they are seeing what you are doing. And so as we shared on, on, on Wednesday, as we were preparing the sermon together as pastors, all kinds of things came out. Some of the things we saw in our dads that we like, and some of the things we didn't like. All kinds of things. One of the pastors said, my father will come and say, you dog, goat, be that, that. So when they hear the hoot of his car, Jesus, everybody takes off. And he said, I will never have that in my house. I will never have that in my house. We're just sharing. Why is he remembering? This guy is like 40-something now. Because fathers are models. He saw it. And he told himself, I don't like this image. Let's model for our children to see. If it is okay to bring unexplained money to the house, you are telling them you can do it. And so we can keep praying for Nigeria, but you have model for them to see. When it is their time, since children are to do more than their fathers. <laughs> are you seeing why Nigerian problem is heavy? I just told you that they can tap your password. All those nude pictures you are receiving from strange women, they are seeing. They are seeing. All those red bottles in the fridge, 
you have created scriptures for them. They are seen. They are seen. They slept before you came home today. Tomorrow they slept before you came home. They are seen. You are telling them it's okay. As the man, stay out until you want. Let everybody sleep before you come home. It's just that they will do times too. We receive grace this morning to be better fathers. Be a model. As I close, some of them, we don't have time. Let's be deliberate in loving our children. Deliberate. Let's talk to them nicely and lovingly. Let's apply godly discipline. Let's instruct rather than shout verbal abuse. Let's create fond memories with them, not just for them. Creating fond memories for them means you and your mommy take money, go to so-so place. But with them means you go together as a family and create memories. Create memories together. Create memories together. Touch your children lovingly. It's okay to touch your children. Hug them. Hug your children. It's not a taboo. Try it today. Like I say, you will not die. And the child will not die. Let's hug our children. Let's touch them. Jesus touched people. The father touched people. Be vulnerable to them as you are teaching them. Let them see your scars. Don't be superman. Tell them about your failures. And tell them about your victories. Be vulnerable. Be real. Be real with your children. Be pliable. Give them some latitude. The Bible says God does not deal with us because he knows our frame. I know you are performance oriented. But give them some, cut them some slack. What's the new one they are saying? Cut them some soap. <laughs> Glory to God. They are children. Let them be children. It's okay to break the TV once in a while. <laughs> okay, why do you think God gave you the TV? It's for them. It's for you to cross leg and be doing Chelsea. <laughs> they will not break your TV. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, in those days where things were very good, we just heard BAM in the bedroom. <laughs> As we ran there, I think it was Jada. She had pulled the TV. Oh, this, this TV that I trusted God. <laughs> she had just pulled the TV. BAM! <laughs> I said, Father, unto you I commit my family. <laughs> Glory to God. Love their mother. Deeply. Deeply. A good father loves his wife deeply and makes sure that the children knows that he loves his wife sincerely. Make a show of it. Let your children not be in doubt that you love their mother. It's one of the biggest gifts you can give them. Let them be certain that daddy Loves mommy. No doubt. Make sure you do that. Do that. Be a prophet over them. Speak the blessing. There is no authority that can be compared to the authority of a father. In the Old Testament, the Bible says if a daughter mistakenly goes and says, I will marry somebody, the father can come and say no. That's the power of a father. 
parental authority, especially patriarchal father's authority. Lay your hands on them and bless them. Speak the blessing. Speak the blessing only. Speak the blessing only. You will be on top. You will do better than me. You will be far better than your mother and I combined together. As your father, I bless you in the name of Jesus. If during anger and provocation you say anything negative, Dr. James Dawson said for every negative, speak seven positive to their hearing. Tell them that thing I said is wrong. This is who you truly are. This is who you truly are. Glory to God. Be approachable. Let them talk with you freely. One of the things I love about my dad was we can sit down and gist. And say, ah, okay, I, I didn't see it like that. I didn't see it like that. I think you are right. Oh, I love my dad. I didn't see it like that. And he was like, no, I've been here for 50-something years before you came. <laughs> Glory to God. Somebody give God praise. Our time is gone. Our time is gone. Our time is gone. As I close this morning, in 1924, a man by the name of Bill Havens, a canoeist for the American Olympics, had prepared for the Olympics, has done all his homework, hard work, prepared for years for the Olympics. He actually camped in the bush near a river to prepare as a canoeist for the Olympics. As he was preparing for the Olympics, it was obvious, very obvious, that he was going to take the gold because they cross-checked the records. He was far ahead. Just a day or two before the Olympics, the wife kicked into labor and he needed to make a choice. The wife said, honey, you've prepared so hard for the Olympics. You must go. You have prepared too hard not to go to this Olympics. You must go. The Olympic Association called and said, you must be there. It's time to shine. It's time to make America proud. The man had a choice to make. He looked at the gold medal that was waiting undoubtedly. He looked at the wife who was expecting their first son. He shocked his wife and shocked the Olympic Committee. He said, I'm not going. I want to be with you when our son arrives. And so he made that choice and didn't go for the Olympics. Even though he knew he could easily have taken the gold medal. 28 years later, at the Helsinki Olympics, Frank Bill Heavens broke a new record, set a new record with a time of 57 minutes, 41 seconds. In the 10,000 meters event in Helsinki, Finland, 28 years later. A day after the Olympic, Frank sent a telegraph to his father and said, Dear Dad, thanks for waiting around for me to get born in 1924. I am coming home with the gold medal you should have won. Your loving son, Frank. If we stop and pour ourselves into our children, if we stop and be 
God to our children, if we stop and be effective fathers to our children, if we stop and pour virtues into our children, I want you to know that you will lose nothing. It will come back. It will come back. It will come back. God poured himself into Jesus. Jesus poured himself into the 12 disciples. Today we are over a billion Christians. It's time for fathers to stand. It's okay to miss out on some life's pleasures for your family. Do not sacrifice your family on the altar of success. The highest call, the highest call that any man can be called is the call to fatherhood. There is no call that is higher than that call. And today, we have received grace. We have received grace. We have received grace. We have received grace. Let every father stand on their feet. Let every father stand on their feet. Let every father stand on their feet. Let's begin to thank God for grace. Let's begin to thank God. First of all, for the word that has come to us. It's a word of encouragement. It's a word of blessing. It's a word of empowerment. Oh, some of us feel I've not been doing well. Don't worry, don't worry. Grace is coming upon you now. From today, you will be different. From today, you'll be more effective in the name of Jesus. Some of us are here. We're not even happy with the way our father did us. Forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive them. Can we thank God for the privilege of what we have heard this morning? Can we thank God for the privilege of what we have heard this morning? And can we go ahead and ask for grace to be better, to be better? To improve. The biggest room in the world is the room for improvement. Ask God, I want to improve as a father. I want to be a father that heaven will be proud of. I ask for grace. Grace, grace to love my children unconditionally and eternally. Grace to be available and to be approachable. Grace to discipline lovingly. Let's ask for grace. I'm not hearing you daddies and mommies. Grace. Oh father, I bring myself to you. That after I have taught these things, I myself will not be a castaway. I bring myself and I ask for grace. 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 Fill me with grace. Grace to love my children unconditionally and everlastingly. Grace to teach, to train. Grace to discipline. Grace to be available and to be approachable. Grace to be a loving father like God the Father. That when they see me, they see you. Ask, ask for that. That when your children see you, they see God. Nothing can be greater than that. That when my children see me, they see God. Grace to balance commendation and rebuke. Grace to balance it. Ask for it. For I release grace upon every daddy. I receive release grace upon every daddy. Great grace. Great grace. Where there is regret. Where there is regret. I jettison that regret right now with the blood of Jesus. Where the enemy is putting guilt on any father here. I push away that guilt. I release grace upon you. Fathers, receive grace receive grace you will do better you will do better you will do better your children will call you blessed your wife will call you blessed you will sit at the gate of the city and make decisions great grace great grace great grace great grace 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 to be removed from the strange woman to be loving to your wife alone one man one wife one man, one wife. One man, one wife. Where adultery has crept in by the authority in the name of Jesus. I curse you to be separated in the name of Jesus. I take away out of your life every strange woman. 
grace, grace. Receive grace to make money, grace to make money, to provide for your children, to provide for your children, to provide for your children. Grace, 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 grace of favor, grace of favor. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you adoration. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. The rest of us, we can stand now. The rest of us, we can stand now. Today is Father's Day. And the heart of the Father, our Heavenly Father, is that His children return to Him. He's been expecting that you will return. That's what we read in the story of the prodigal son. The Bible says, while the boy was still yet afar, the father ran. I want you to know that if you come to him this morning, he will run to you. And so if you want to be saved this morning, we don't have time for you to come out. Just put your hand on your chest where you are. Put your hand on your chest where you are. Actually, all of us, let's put our hands on our chest and say, Heavenly Father, you are the perfect Father. The most loving Father. Your love is unconditional. Your love is everlasting. You are reliable. You are dependable. This Father's Day, I come to you. I am a sinner. I have offended you in many ways. Today on this Father's Day, having seen your love that brought me this far, I repent. I ask, forgive me of my sins. Purge me of all unrighteousness and fill me with your Holy Spirit and make me, make me. That which you had in mind before you conceived of me, let it come to pass. Make me, make me, make me. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Let's clap unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Have we been blessed this morning? Have we been blessed this morning? Give God praise, give God praise, give God praise, give God praise, give God praise. A father will never be the same again. I know that I will never be the same again because I have prayed for myself all through the week. I'll never be the same again. Let's clap unto the Lord. Let's clap unto the Lord. Glory to God. As I close, as I close, something that Pastor Ina taught us many years ago. Single mothers, you are doing well. God bless you. But something Pastor Ina taught us is that you need, you need to expose your children to a male figure. And this church is a good place. Look around, prayerfully look for a male figure and expose your children. It's important that they get that balance from that other side. Look around prayerfully. I said prayerfully. I said prayerfully. Look for a male figure in church and let them help you. Let them help you. Let them help you. I want you to know that God is not mad with you. He is fixing all that concerns you. He loves you. He is happy with your effort. And you'll make it better. Let's appreciate God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is to remind those of us who have taken our first dose of vaccination. The second one is available in that building. They are also saying that if you have not taken the first, they can also give you the first one in the building there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's appreciate God. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. The devil has lost concerning a father. 
and that family has turned around for good. Let's share the grace in fellowship, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. This week, the blessings of the Lord will surround you. His presence is ever with you. His wisdom will distinguish you in the name of Jesus. There is no weapon fashioned from anywhere by enemies that will succeed against you this week. You are blessed. Irreversibly blessed. Something good will happen to you suddenly this week. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's clap as we go. As we go. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.